Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into For the People Football. My name is Steven. This is your boy Tyler. Um, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at For the People Football. Um, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Radio App, and apparently you can listen to it in Ireland and the UK because we have gone international. <laughs> so pumped right now about that. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. We're, we're more famous than some of y'all. Also, say. follow us on Twitter. We're new to the Twitter game. Oh, yeah, that's... At Tyler, FPTF. And uh, at Steven at FTPF. Yeah, it's for the people football. Dude, it's a little bit of a tough one. You take one. the MF out of there, and I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you hit that hashtag for the MF people. So, uh, today Tyler wanted to talk about some stuff. So, speaking of us being new on Twitter, um, I followed Daniel Jeremiah. He posted something along the lines, I couldn't find the tweet this morning, but something along the lines of the XFL has a quarterback slash offensive problem. And at first, I was like, ah, I like defensive football. But then I thought about it, and I was, I, there's a big difference between really good off- or really good defensive football and really bad offensive football. And I think we've seen a lot of the latter in the XFL. They have a quarterback problem. Like, I was thinking about this on my way over. They have tiers of quarterbacks, right? And it's not like tier one elite Tom Brady. It's like tier four NFL P.J. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Walker will find himself in the NFL, back in the NFL at some point, and I, I think um, Cardell Jones will as well. But like right now, there's like three tiers. There's like good, meh, okay, <laughs> Matt McGloin. Yeah. And Aaron Murray. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Murray and Dre Flowers. Tampa Bay's got a really bad. It seems like all the Tampa Bay's quarterbacks are real bad. I just mean all over the board. Dude. Okay, so Jameis Winston was balling. <laughs> 30 for 30. <laughs> Yeah, he got his eye fixed. You... Yeah, that's true. Hashtag LASIK. LASIK. We'll cover that <laughs> later. Um, but, like, right now, like, the best quarterback in, in, in the XFL, bar none, is P.J. Walker. And, like, he's the only one I put in, like, the good category. I think you could argue Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones has played really well over the two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has some big plays, but every once in a while, he'll have a receiver streaking downfield, and he's just like, I'm going to throw it 30 yards farther than that guy's downfield. I mean, you can say the same about P.J. Walker. Neither guy is an NFL caliber quarterback. P.J. Walker is by far the most superior quarterback in the XFL. Now, that doesn't mean he wouldn't get trashed by, like, Trevor Simeon in the NFL. P.J. Walker, though, also has the best receivers in the XFL. Hands down. That that whole offense is fun to watch. Like, Cam Phillips is going to find himself on an NFL Walker. NFL roster. NFL Walker. Damn, NFL Walker. Sammy Coates out there, too? Sammy Coates is. Uh, He had a touchdown that was called back last week because he stepped out of bounds. Mm -hmm. Like a moron. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely the best roster in the XFL, I think. I think they're going to win the championship. I think it's either them or DC. I, I don't... Maybe the Renegades of Landry Jones. They can play each other. Up. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe the XFL versus the uh, Defenders. I just... I think it's probably what it's going to be. It seems most likely, yeah. But, I, like... So, tier-wise, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's PJ Walker. I think you put Cardell... I put Cardell Jones in that. I'm waiting to see where Landry Jones goes, because right now... See, I would put Landry Jones he doesn't and ha- he Jordan Tayama just under Well, yeah, Jordan Tayama is like the second tier those for would, sure. Those would be my second two. I'm curious about Landry Jones, because he only played one game. It was last week. Sling it. The, ha- <laughs> the first half of the game, he was really bad. And like his interview was great, because like Matt McGloin, <clears throat> I guess the defenders, was really bad. And he was like, everyone sucks at football, except for me. The coaches are bad. Everyone's terrible. I played in the NFL. And then like you went to watch the Renegades game against the Wildcats, and everyone's like, what's going on out here? Why are you, you know, what's going on with your receivers? What's going on out here, Jones? And he's like, I'm really bad at football right now. I haven't played in, like, 700 days. I can't complete a pass to save my life. He's like, I got to help my guys out. 
It was like complete opposite. He's like, ah, it's all my fault. In the second half, he starts dropping bombs, and it brings him back to win the game against the Wildcats. See, as a Texas fan, I, I have to hate Landry Jones. But as a football fan, his ability to sling it is fun to watch. <laughs> I, just, I don't trust Oklahoma quarterbacks. Um, that's kind of changing a little bit with Baker and Kyler. We'll see. But, like, previous Oklahoma quarterbacks, like, what do they ever do? Like, Brady Quinn. Um, Trash. Exactly. Sam Bradford. Trash. Uh, in, uh, injury. injury. Yeah. I mean, he had some great. He had some. He had a potential. Uh, and then Landry Jones, but like that's that's the problem. They have a quarterback problem. They need to. <clears throat> they need to. Uh, we have dogs in the room. We gotta keep them separated. It's fun. Uh, they need to. They need to find coaches that are coaching at smaller college schools, like FCS status. And bring them in and run FCS-type football. Because that's the way you're going to get fun offense. You're going to get a lot of trick plays, a lot of downfield stuff. You can't take these pro-style quarterbacks, throw them in this thing, and expect them to be, like, okay. You can't expect these guys that ran the spread in college at bad teams to be, eh. See, for me, I, I think you have to bring in more talent at the quarterback position. But it's so hard because anyone who's above Talented. this level yeah. is going to the NFL. So... So I think the FCS makes sense. Cool, yeah, go get some quarterbacks that don't have a shot to make the NFL because, I mean, they're either going to be undrafted, have a chance. This is, I think this is kind of where the XFL has to kind of change their rules a little bit. Once these guys are signed, they have contract, and the XFL has to permit them to go into the NFL, and they could say no at any time. I think they have to take some of these guys that are coming undrafted out of college and say, hey, we'll sign you at the end of the next NFL season. You can play for us. You get some more tape on the board but will allow you to be on this NFL roster for the regular season. Because that was the AAF, AAF, AAF's rule, was, hey, if you make an NFL roster, you get a bonus. We watched that collapse very quickly. The XFL was basically like, hey, if you're an XFL contract, you can't go play in the NFL unless we say you can. It should be like, hey, we know that uh, um, Khalil Tate's coming out of Arizona. He wasn't invited to the con- uh, Combine. He's a super, he's got a big arm, he's super mobile, fun to watch. He'll probably be undrafted or maybe go later rounds, and he'll be stuck on a practice squad somewhere. Because of that, he won't be able to sign with the XFL and still stay in the NFL. The XFL should come out and say, hey, we know you're on a practice squad. Why don't you sign a contract with us? You'll be able to come play in the offseason if you get cut, but you'll still be able to stay on their practice squad all year. Because basically what it is, once you sign with them, you cannot have anything to do with the NFL. Josh Johnson was supposed to be signed by a couple teams last year after signing with the XFL, and they said, no, you can't go play for the NFL. And he had no choice. He would have made a lot more money going to play for the NFL, but he'd see, already signed that contract. And that's the, that's the problem that I see with it is that these guys, they're trying to secure their financial future. Yeah. And that's in the NFL. No, whether it's practice, you're most likely making more money on the practice squad in yeah, the NFL yeah. than you are in the XFL. Yeah, you have like a minimum league minimum is like at least $500,000. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, I think it's like $595,000, something like that. So. I'd have to Google it. But when you're talking about guys that are going undrafted, like you could go play in the XFL for eighty grand, or you know, be in a practice, practice squad, squad for nothing for five hundred. Like, yeah, they need. They'll eventually be able to make more money. I think with ratings and stuff. If this continues to pan out, I mean, it's week two was really fun. Week three sounds like it's off to a kicking start. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I just hope Tampa Bay scores an offensive touchdown. I don't because they're playing Houston, and I'm a rough next man. I mean, so. <laughs> I just want those guys to score a touchdown. I feel bad for them. Um, I also, so, so sticking with things that are wrong with the XFL, I think to be successful long term, 
they can't have any of their teams flop. You gotta be able to move teams. Like if Tampa is bad and they're not getting home ten- home attendance, you can't keep forcing them there. You gotta move Tampa and go. Hey, well, there's gonna be a successful team like um, right up the road in Georgia or in Virginia the or something along those lines. How, how do you make them any better than the Vipers? Do well, you just drop that whole team? Because you can't just move a garbage team and expect people to show well, up. Well, no, you have to like change the team. Like you have to. You probably have to. Maybe not even rebrand, but yeah, you definitely have to start like finding some other pieces. That's the that's the good part though about about McMahon owning all eight teams. It's not a GM like looking for like it's not an owner vying for. It. He can go, hey, I want you to play on the Vipers. Hey, I want you to play over here. And I think with some of the trades that have happened, because there's been a couple of trades so far in the XFL, mm-hmm. they have their GMs and coaches. I'm fairly confident McMahon's probably like, hey, he needs to play over here. We need you to play over here. Yeah. He needs to stay out of it as much as possible. But if he sees that one team has two good quarterbacks and Tampa has no good quarterbacks, he should be able to go, hey, let's let's get you over here. Let's have you go play for Tampa. Well, my worry is looking at the markets, right, because LA's 0-2. I think LA's played better than 0-2, but they find themselves at 0-2. They played two tough teams. And then the Vipers are 0-2. You, in an eight-team league, you can't have bottom feeders. You'll have bottom feet. It's just going to take a minute to find the talent, especially this year coming out. There's going to be some depth and some receivers and stuff that I think are going to find themselves cut from the NFL and cut from teams because it's super deep. You're going to get some of those, I want to say older guys, but guys that have been trying to make it for two or three years, they're going to get cut, and now they're going to have a chance to go play in the end. So you'll have guys, I think, like Isaac Yadam, um, who is the Broncos' third-round pick from two years ago, corner. He's... Busted in coverage like he's a bulldog. He's big, right? He's like 6'2", like 210, just a monster corner. He has some good flashy plays, but he tends to get burnt. Well, it's another third year. Some corners are coming out. He's going to find himself getting cut probably, not making a roster. What's the next best step for a third-round guy that didn't make it in the NFL? He's probably not going to get signed elsewhere. So he's going to get pushed to the back and go get probably signed up in the XFL, and then there's a little bit better talent than what they have a corner out there. Yeah. You know, he's – Probably as good as Jamar Summers out there. Jamar Summers is a beast. Yeah, Jamar Summers is balling out. Like, Raheem Moore played in the NFL. He's out there. You're going to get some of those veterans that are still trying to make it back in the league that were never superstars that are going to try to find them away there. I think they're going to stake away from guys like Johnny Manziel, and that I don't think they want anything to do with Manziel. Um, I think they're going to find quarterbacks like an Easton Stick who followed up Carson Wentz at North Dakota. You're, JT Barrett, is he's been around the Saints practice squad I, they, they cut him like seven times last year that's <laughs> the, the, that's, the type of, that's the type of guy you need you need a guy like tate martell who is finding himself all over college football for being you know he was supposed to be ohio state's next big quarterback and then he left ohio state and he goes to miami he's supposed to be miami's next big quarterback and he gets you know benched and cut there like you need to go get him and go hey we're gonna put you in this college style offense where you're super shady or super you know quick and shifty as a quarterback and you can still throw football we need you at quarterback yeah, I. They need to more than anything. They need to establish the quarterbacks, right? Y- yeah. You have, I think, four in the league that you're like, okay, those can be guys, right? That can can lead teams in. Cardell Jones, Jordan Tamu, uh, Landry Jones, and obviously PJ Walker. Um, but outside of those guys, you've got to establish other quarterbacks because this isn't a league where you have. Okay, you might not have a quarterback, but you have Ladainian Tomlinson or Steven Jackson or. Go get a guy that's Edron been James. Go get a guy that's been playing professionally for a while. Why don't they go 
pick some of the AFL apart. Like, remember Radabar? I mean, he was playing for the yeah. Soul forever. Like, we watched him play a couple times in Spokane, and even though it's a shorter 50-yard field or whatever, he still was making he passes. Point, He's yeah. playing all the time. Like, you're not always asking a quarterback to throw 70 yards downfield. Like, get him in there. Let him play the intermediate game. He's accurate. At least you got a, a good quarterback to start a team with. Well, yeah, you have. I mean, there's and I so many quarterbacks you, in the country. Like, the, he's he'd make more money in the XFL than the AFL because those guys oh, don't make shit. Yeah, no, they nothing. I think like six hundred a game. Something depending, like that. I think yeah. he was one of the highest, and he was like two thousand a game. Yeah, I, I just feel like you need to establish the quarterbacks if because you, the skill position players outside of Sammy Coates and like guys are making names for themselves, but they you don't have big name players at any skill positions. This is it would be. It's imperative for McMahon to figure Atta it boy. out. Huh? Attaboy. <laughs> it is imperative for McMahon to figure it out, figure out how to get high school call, high school football players to play in the XFL, to treat this as a way around like the NFL or the NBA is trying to kind of do with the, the G League, because the G League's actually gotten a lot better, and but it's taken like 16 years of hit and miss, up and down basketball before the NBA fully funded the G League and was like, here we go. Now you're playing. Are they're, you saying coming straight out of high school into the XFL and then you got to take some players that are look like, hey, I want to go play D one, but man, I need some money. Like I can't afford all this scholarship. I don't have a scholarship. The XFL come and say, hey, we'll get you seventy thousand dollars a season. You come play for us. You get pro training, pro equipment, all this stuff, and you get exposure. The hard part about that though is I would hate to see an eighteen year old kid get his career ended by a thirty two year old Raheem Moore. Yeah. That would be horrible to watch. It's the only way you're going to get better talent. He tries to juke Raheem Moore and gets ripped in half like and the, juggernaut. And the thing is, that would bring XFL exposure to scouts. You'd be like, hey, this was this guy was a three-star recruit, and he decided to skip out on Texas A&M to go play for the Dallas Renegades. Like, we need guys down there watching Well, then the him. question begins becomes, does the NFL allow it? Does the NFL say, hey, we'll... The NFL doesn't have a choice. The NFL can say, what are they going to say? No. The only the only rule the NFL has is you have to be out of high school for three years to be draft eligible, right? I thought you had to have at least played one year of college football. No, it's three years out of the NFL or out of high school football hmm. to play um, to be draft eligible. That's it. Okay. It's the same as the NBA. You have to be one year out of high school to be draft eligible. It doesn't matter where you go. They've had players attempt to go to Canada to play, but Canada's rules are similar. Canada's rules, you have to sign a two-year contract, it, It's it, and their football is just not as good. <laughs> And you're up north where they don't. You're not seeing a whole lot. It's a whole different game. That stupid receiver run up thing. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of cool, but it's dumb. if you have college, if you have some of these guys go and the NFL's like, hey, if the NFL came out and said, no, you got to play college, you got to play for the NCAA, then you're you're strapping yourself. Yeah. But if it is just a, you got to be out at least three years. You got to be out at least three years of high school before you can come play for us. That's perfect for the XFL. They're getting a talent pool they can keep for a certain amount of time where they go, hey, we got three years of these guys at least. Let's sign him for two- and three-year contracts. We know he's a four-star recruit. Let's pay him $200,000. The tough part about that, though, is if you're a four-star recruit, you're getting a scholarship and you're... Most of these guys... Well, yeah, but I'm just you got to go find some of these guys because some of these guys that are getting cut. Again, the Tate Martells. Tate Martell got cut and cut again. Like, what's he doing? Is he trying to find another league? Is he going to go play for East Mississippi College Community College? <laughs> right? Sure. They need guys that are cut like that. The the Bo Wallace's, the Chad Kelly's that go to the East Mississippi Community College and then go to like Ole Miss. Yeah. They need some of these guys because you can't once they're paid they can't go back to college. But they go find the guys that are like a former four star recruit, got beat out by someone else. Like, you come, 
we pay you $80,000 a season. It's not much, but it's, you know, better than not getting paid over there. <laughs> Come hang out, play football, get you some tape, coach some real coaching, and maybe get you a chance to play in the NFL. That's yeah. the only way it's going to succeed. I could see that. They need talent. I mean, the defense is talent everywhere. Those guys are playing football. It's not hard to find defensive talent. Defensive talent is just really bad offensive talent, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> well, that's what it's been. I mean, when you're playing Matt McGloin, everybody's going to look like an all-star. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's true. He's bad. But so, like, who in the NFL could you see trying to pull to the XFL? Because the issue is the money, right? Yeah. If the money was similar, like, if Trevor Simeon could be offered a starting job and get paid a million dollars a season, you'd probably have a better attempt. Maybe not, because he's probably going to make, like, four or five as a backup anyway. Yeah, somewhere. But... Well, I mean, look at a guy like, because I looked at the free agency list, and, and the thing that popped out to me was Colt McCoy, right? A guy who's basically become a career backup in the NFL. Everybody had high hopes for him coming out. Yeah. Colt McCoy goes just to show what he can do. I mean, that's what you'd have to hope. You would have I mean, to swing Colt it. McCoy's at least late 20s, if not early 30s. You would have to really swing, you would have to really... You would have to get some negotiators. You'd have to get some salesmen in there to be like, hey, look, we can't pay you as much as you're going to make in the NFL, Colt. But come out, be a starter for our XFL, and then allow him to go play in the NFL when the season comes. Right? That's the hope. You can't, you can't keep guarding some of these old guys that haven't made it, like Matt McGloin, who was a failed backup. What about Geno Smith? What's Geno Smith doing? Was he Seattle's backup? Was he? Yeah. But yeah, no, Geno Smith makes perfect sense. For, former first rounder, mm-hmm. right? But I think he's making a lot of money as a backup. Most likely, I think yeah. Paxton Lynch is floating around out there. Like, you'd like, you would like to see guys like that, right? You'd like to see, okay, Paxton Lynch is former first rounder. Definite bust. Does he have the potential to go back? No. Paxton Lynch's problem was he didn't want to put in the work, the, the time, the gym, and the, the playbook. He just thought he could sit there and play Fortnite and then go play football because he was talented enough. He didn't want to put in the time. The Baker Mayfield effect. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think Baker works. <laughs> I don't know but, if you've seen the shirt in this picture of Baker Mayfield. Well, it doesn't mean he's in shape. You guys built like me. <laughs> You're sexy. <laughs> uh, you need to go find... That's a talent. Paxton Lynch... The JT Barrett, JT Gino Barrett, Smith, Gino Smith, because he was there for a while. Like who need else? To get, I, I think the league needs to get better, right? You need oh, yeah. to bring in guys like. You need to hit that undrafted free agent pool as hard as possible. Like when that comes around this after draft time this year, you need to hit that hard and be like, hey. Like, get them here's the, the deal. Gets them. But the NFL gets them so fast. Well, and the NFL thing. The pays them so after, much money, too. Yeah, the day after the draft, all these guys are getting scooped up. You have to be on that if you're the XFL. Like, if you're Vince McMahon and those scouts and those teams, you got to go, hey, like, here's the deal. We'll allow you to go through training camp. If you get signed by them, you're with them. But if not, you're with us now. Let's go. Go get yeah. your guys. Well, the hard part for me, right, you look at a guy, the Saints have a guy named Lil Jordan Humphrey. He played for Texas, was their leading receiver when they – beat Georgia in the Alamo Bowl. He was an undrafted free agent in the yeah. NFL. He could have, he should have and could have started anywhere. Well, I mean, that's, Philip Lindsay was undrafted. Yeah, and exactly. Like, You'll have that the talent. The NFL needs to find these guys. Yeah, and the thing is they need to pay them. That's, that's going to be the XFL's biggest problem. Now, it's going to take two or three years of just meh football, I think. Well, I still enjoy that. watching because yeah, it's, 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 watch. it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's not terrible. 
if they can live for four or five, you know, three or four years, uh, five years of man football and make enough money to where they can start going, okay, minimum contracts are now $100,000 to come play football. We can pay a quarterback half a million to 700000 to come play football. You're going to get better talent. You're going to get a guy to go, you know what? I'm willing to go out there and play football for $700,000 out in this little league, right? They're getting ESPN exposure, ABC and yeah. Fox. Like, they're getting actual exposure instead of Spike TV AAF. <laughs> Like, I don't know what... Don't Bill- take that out on Spike TV. Come on. I was taking Mancers it. was the truth. <laughs> Spike TV was the most trash network on NFL. A thousand ways to die? A million ways? A million ways a thousand, to die? A thousand yeah. ways to die. I hated Spike TV. It was so garbage. It was All like right, true was TV. Fear Factor? Joe Rogan. Was it Fear Factor? No. What's the... What's the... Scare Tactics. They had Scare Tactics? Man, I don't know. This wasn't a Spike Fear Factor might have been on it too. Shit. Spike TV was just not good. It's like true. It's like true TV now. Yeah, true TV isn't bad either. True TV is terrible except yeah, for the smoking like gun. College basketball sometimes. World's dumbest. Yeah, yeah, the smoking gun. That's about it. The world's dumbest yeah. is the best. Impract- yeah, impractical jokers. That's a banger, dude. I hate impractical jokers. You know this. The dude stuck to toe the first episode. Couldn't do it ever again. Couldn't ever do it again. I mean, it's funny sometimes. I just can't. Not a big fan. I feel attacked. <laughs> anyway. God damn. <laughs> brought the podcast to a grinding halt. Um, Dude, Sal Volcano is my boy, first of all. Brian Quinn? Q? Yeah. Joe Gatto? Is the other one Mel? Is that Mel Murr. or something? Murr. It's James Murray. He's got a degree from Georgetown, dog. So just that, well, yeah, These are my best friends you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go do a sports podcast with them. <laughs> we'll talk about just New York sports, that's it. <laughs> yeah, just really bad football. Joe Gatto. <laughs> Joe Gatto. What, what, besides the quarterback, what else can be fixed? Because I think, like, the running game is not good at all. Yeah, the running game hasn't been great. I think it's going to sound bad, and I, I don't want them to make a change to it because I think if you make a change to it, you're micromanaging the league too much. And I, I'm not a fan of that. But you shouldn't have the best receiver in the league on the same team as the best quarterback in the league in Sammy Coates and Sammy Coates is Walker. the best receiver in that league. Cam Phillips and, and, Nick, and Nick Spence out in, uh, in L.A., those guys have been the best receivers. But, I mean, Cam Phillips best receiver. But that's not – I don't know that that's, like, Houston's fault. No, not, not, not at all, because they had the draft. Anybody but, could have drafted Sammy Coates. But what is, like, does P.J. Walker, you go, like, hey, Cam Phillips is my dude, and all of a sudden you're, like, Vince McMahon, you're like, well, sorry, I'm taking away your best receiver. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, you can't micromanage it, but at the same time, the, the talent should be spread out better than I think it is. They have to. They've made some rule changes that make it exciting, right? The, the kickoff return is actually kind of fun to watch, yeah, right? Yeah, like I'm it, that. It, it makes it kind I of I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL stole that idea. Well, that's what their point is. They're trying to get the NFL to look at that and go, hey... Look at the way we're doing this. It's kind of fun. I I expect to maybe see it this preseason. I can wait to see it like a Hall of Fame game or something yeah. goofy. The NFL's like, we're going to get rid of the kickoff. Psych, this is cool. <laughs> and, but, you have to go away from NFL football, right? It is hard for the, unless you're the top tier, right? The top 100 players. Let's take that NFL top 100 every year they do. Yeah. Unless you're that top 100 players, it's hard to play NFL football. These guys make mistakes. Yeah. Guys run the wrong routes. Quarterbacks make the wrong reads. Defenses get toasted. It's hard. And they're trying to get guys that got cut from all that 
to play that style of football. Yeah. You have to change the style of football. You have to make this something between college and the NFL. You got to hybrid. You got to make it super fast. You got to make lots of motions. Like they do have the double pass. They have the the double pass hasn't. I mean, it's made an appearance, but it hasn't really made. No. Yeah. But you got to have a lot of motions. You got to allow. You, if you're a coach, this is where you get a young offensive mind that wants to like go crazy. That's sitting there and he's like writing like I have three receivers in motion at any given time. I have yeah. running backs for. That's what you need. You need guys that are explosive because it's one of those plays where you have you know two receivers in motion and a tight end running cross formation. And all of a sudden, it's a sixty yard touchdown, and it happens three times a game, and people are like, "Hey, well, and I think whoa." When the XFL went out and got their coaches, they got a lot of old football heads. Yeah, they did. It's and because they wanted guys that they could, wanted noticeable names, Jim Zorn and well, and you know, they Mark Tressman. They wanted guys that could help these guys learn, and that's fine. Yeah, they wanted guys to understand. You need to go get a guy like, and I, I mean, I'm not great at watching small college football so i don't exactly know this but you need to get a guy it's like okay i looked whitworth has a freaking offense that's destroying the small you know teams over here in college it's like whitworth's averaging like 40 points a game i don't know if that's true so just don't don't probably test me not. on that no probably Whitworth's not. pretty bad but it's like oh whitworth's averaging like 40 points a game their terrence was up their offensive coordinator is just blowing out all these crazy play designs they're having tight ends run the wildcat grab him hire him say run your offense have fun get it that's what you got to do. And you got to go to these smaller schools where a guy's like, that guy ran like a 4-3-40, but because he played for freaking West Texas A&M out of Prairie View by way of South Central California, no one's ever going to hear of him. The problem with that, though, is look at Deontay Harris for New Orleans out of Assumption College, and they well, knew a, of him. That's <laughs> the thing. You'll have some of these guys go. There's a, there's a guy who plays for – he's a running back for um, the sc- Colorado School of Mines in Southern Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's a college. He's a decent running back. He's going to get like a CU Pro Day invite. I don't remember his name. The issue is he didn't get invited to the Combine. They don't have a Pro Day of their own. you got to go to these smaller schools where there's no tape. There is like the tape that it is out there is some mom that's <laughs> proud of their YouTube, son that's so, like yeah. holding the camera up over here. <laughs> go get him, sugar. Like, <laughs> that's my boy. you got to go find that tape. you got to go find that kid and go, what made him so special? Like, oh, okay, the junior college guys that are trying to make it to college or something go, hey, you're not getting these scholarships because whatever. You got a speeding ticket. You didn't study. You didn't keep your GPA at 3.2. Blah, blah, blah. Greg Reed needs Come to be in it. the XFL. Greg Reed would be a good one. Except he's 800 years old now. Nah, he's like 29. Yeah. It's like 800 in football terms. <laughs> not regular terms. <laughs> James Wilder Jr. should be in the XFL. That guy's tearing the CFL apart. Well, yeah, that's fine. You got to go get those guys out. But you see, like, that's... They're not doing a good enough job, I think, going and getting those getting guys. I think they went like looked at the NFL and was like, who didn't make the NFL? You, 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 and you. And there's yeah. like dudes outside the door that are jumping higher, running faster, and are better athletes that are like, well, we never got a chance because I went to small-ass South Central down here in L.A. And like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. He's like, I smoked weed a couple times and the NFL didn't want me. That's what I'm saying. Like, you've got to take your chance. <laughs> I know. Guy like, well, with the, the new CBA, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Yeah, we can um, cover that next. They're talking about decriminalizing marijuana in the NFL. But if not, what about a guy like Josh Gordon? Exactly. Do you think Josh Gordon would, for the money, go play in the XFL? If he wants to play football. It's about football. Do you want to play football? Yeah. Like, you got to get some of those guys that are making those mistakes and go, hey, like, that's an interesting one with Josh Gordon, though, in the, the if they... With the CBAs. They, they take away the weed, you know, the pot issue. But I don't know if it's just weed with him, like... 
was it just weed? Because he had some mental health issues as well. He's a little, he's a little off his rocker. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like a guy that's been like busted like three times for weed, and they're like, oh, you're never playing in the NFL again. And the XFL goes, hey, well, we're cool. I don't that. care if you smoke weed. Yeah. Come play football. Because that's what you want. You want Josh Gordon out there mossing dudes, like yeah. running nine routes all day long. He's like, Josh Gordon has 400 yards receiving in one <laughs> game. And people are like, I need to tune in to the yeah. freaking Battle Hawks because Jordan Tom was just throwing straight nine routes to Josh Gordon. He's catching everything. You've got to make it exciting. Exciting, yeah. Nobody wants to watch Tampa Bay right now. No. Nobody. People want to go watch the Houston because they're watching P.J. Walker exactly. tear everyone apart. Well, that that's the thing. There's two teams everybody wants to watch. It's D.C. because they're dominating everybody. Yeah. Well, they've only played two games, but they're dominating. And Philip, uh, Philip, PJ <laughs> Walker. Yeah, down in Houston. No, that's like. You... And I like watching the Battle Hawks because Marquette King's my boy. <laughs> I hate Marquette King so much. Yeah, so much. And love. I like Jordan Tamu. Yeah, guy's beast. But like that—that's the problem. Like, it is—it's all offense, like you said. I think I think Daniel Jeremiah was right. Like it's all offense, but that's the XFL's problem to fix, and it's easy to fix, right? They're looking like... In theory, with, it's with, easy to fix. They're looking with blinders. Yeah. They're like a blinders on or like XFL or NFL talent, NFL talent, NFL talent. And you got dudes sitting out there going, well, I, I got XFL talent and I'm sitting right here and you yeah. haven't signed me yet. What's your problem? Stop taking guys like 900-year-old Bud Adams. I know he isn't coaching the XFL, but <laughs> they're like, who's the oldest dude in NFL we can hire? Let's hire him. And then you got guys that are like... Young NFL talent that are like, I have all these crazy ideas in my head to run the most explosive offense of all time. So what if it fails after six games? Just hire him. Yeah. Just take him and go, what what, what worse can he do for Tampa Bay or Seattle? And L.A. showed real early. They'll fire anybody. They don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you fire him after six games, it's whatever. <laughs> if, I, if I am the GM of one of those teams, I am looking everywhere. That that team probably doesn't stay consistent, especially if we're a bad team. If I, I'm like the GM of Tampa down there, I'm looking everywhere. Yep. Who's a great offensive coordinator? Who is this guy doing? What's this guy doing? Oh, you were at Wagner last year? And I'm only using Wagner, and I'm not going for because Rick Scangarello was the Broncos <laughs> offense coordinator, and he was at Wagner. Colgate. <laughs> but yeah, like so say they have like Colgate. He's got some offense coordinator, and he's putting up points last season. It's like, hey, do you want to come coach in the XFL for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. You're going to be my freaking offensive coordinator. Like, oh, you're a six foot nine quarterback that weighs three hundred pounds, but you got an absolute piss missile of an arm. Let's get down here and play because you'll never make the NFL at that weight, big boy. The old hefty lefty. I bet you he would have been in the XFL. I don't know. He was he was in bad shape. He played in the the indoor league for a long time. They won a Super Bowl though. You know that? I didn't. Yeah, Giants. Yeah, it's awesome. Kerry Collins as well. Anyway. That's enough for the XFL. Uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the new CBA. The Tyler disagrees with it. I enjoy it. I was listening to somebody else on another podcast and kind of what the way they thought the idea would work with 17 games. See if I can spin you a little bit with that one because I think it was pretty solid. So we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So we're going to touch on the CBA, and I guess we'll talk. We'll talk we can, we can kind of transition. We'll do a, a bad segue into it real quick. So what... What do you do if you're an NFL player and you want to be a drug lord? Uh, I, for me, I'd probably hire someone else to fucking deal with it. I wouldn't be anywhere near it. Did you read the whole story on Greg Robinson? No. So, 157 pounds a week, mm -hmm. right? The route he takes is like, I th like it's it's from like L.A. To like El Paso, back down to like Louisiana to go to Florida, right? Like that's the plan. 
The issue is, that's right along the border where there's, like, Border Patrol. And there's, like, a thing where the Border Patrol says, even inside the United States, like, it's, like, a 75 to 100 mile. Yeah, ice, ice baby. It's, like, like, anything between 100, like, 100 miles to the border, they can stop you for no reason. They have checkpoints and go, hey, we just need to stop you. We're looking. Like, they have no, there's no legality to their searches. They can just go, we just need to make sure. Yeah. Right? Fair. So this dude hires an Uber driver. Mm, nice. Yeah, this Uber driver has no idea what's going on. It sounds like they get to El Paso, and they're like, hey... We need you to start driving. And he's like, why? What's up? And he's like, well, there's 157 pounds of weed in the back of the trunk. And he was like, yeah, no, thank you. And he gets, like, kicked out of his own car. <laughs> See, I, uh... They take his car to a checkpoint. And, like, Greg Robinson tried to pay the Uber. Like, he was trying to pay everyone else that's in the car with him. Like, dude, say it's your weed. Say it's your weed. Say it's your weed. Say it's your weed. Don't say it's mine. Don't say it's mine. And they're all like, nah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's the big guys. And it's like 20 years life. So 157 pounds of weed, right? I don't know what 157 pounds of weed looks like, but I feel like it most likely wasn't just the trunk. There's I feel like no that way. that had to have been back seat and maybe even front seat. Like, you that's had, a lot that's of weed. That's a lot of weed. Yeah, he, like, that's like... What is it? It's like black bags and stuff, like Door of the Explorer packs, like... There's two big. There's two boxes. She just got garbage bags. <laughs> there's two big ass dudes driving cross country because the other guy was an ex NFL player too. They're driving cross country around the border. The police stop them, look in, and they see like fifteen big ass duffel bags, and they're like, <laughs> "What do you guys care?" Like, "Oh, football gear." They're like, "Well, we're gonna have to check it out." Like, "No, nah, it's just football gear. You don't have to check it out." Like, "No, nah, we need to look at that." No, like, no, nah, nah, it's just football gear. <laughs> <laughs> they go over. They go weight scale. Yeah, and the exactly. cops are like, "Why is that car?" <laughs> Why is this Nissan Maxima 8,000 pounds? Well, it wouldn't be because it's only 157 pounds. <laughs> yeah, plus two 600 pounds. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's so much weed. So I saw a thing. It was like, if you took the less mar- lesser market value per pound of weed, it was like $600 per pound, Gross. and you divided that by the, or and multiply that by the 157 pounds, right? I can't remember the math. But it would have taken what – so Greg Robinson made $9 million a season – or $9 million last season. He played like 613 snaps or some shit is what it said. Mm-hmm. It would have taken like 13 snaps for Greg Robinson to make what he was going to make on that weed. 13. That's like maybe one drive, two drives, three drives max. If you don't go three and out. Shit, if you go three and out, it's only five drives. Well, like, I mean, in Cleveland, <laughs> that's five drives for sure. But, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it only takes you five drives, like, maybe a quarter to make that. And this dude's risked his entire career and his life to become some sort of weed lord. If we've learned anything about NFL players that have issues with drugs, it's it's that they, to us, real stupid. It's fucking, right? I don't even we're care. like, hey, dude, like, you play in the NFL... Make millions of dollars or drug run. Drug run. Easy option for me or you. This ding dong, though, is going to go. So there, there was a drug. guy, Patrick, can you look his name up? You just <laughs> Google Chicago wide receiver drug ring. That should come up. It's like Charlie Hurd or, or Roger Hurd, I think, something like that. Um, he had just signed like this big, and this has been a long time ago. Now, this is like early 2000s, mid 2000s. Uh, before 2010, he signs this big contract with the Chicago Bears, right? He's like the highest paid wide receiver in, in football at the time. The dude came out of nowhere. He was like mid-round pick. He had a good season, got a high draft pick. And this guy decides to start a cocaine ring 
in Chicago and gets like life in prison after signing a huge contract. He gets like a $20, $30 million contract and he's like, that's it, I'm a kingpin now. And he gets busted. So speaking of Chicago athletes that um, do drugs, yeah, how much weed do you think Johnny Knox smokes for his back pain? That's a guy that could play in the XFL. Mm. <laughs> He's never playing football again, dude. Do you remember that video? He literally, the back of his head touched his asshole. Like <laughs> Sam Hurd. So Sam Hurd receives 15-year drug sentence for distribution. Well, this was like, yeah, this was a while ago. So former NFL wide receiver Sam Hurd was sentenced Wednesday to 15 years in prison as role of a drug distribution scheme while playing for the Chicago Bears. Mm. Yeah, this dude, I don't even understand. He got paid so much money. And to then be fair, though, if you don't think you're going to get caught, yeah. like it's just free money, basically. He had $15 million, $5 million? Oh, man, that's so crazy. Because, I mean, look at Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, well, Aaron it's Hernandez is a people. whole different thing. Aaron Hernandez had some major issues. Luckily, murdering people. <laughs> well, he had some mind issues. But the thing is, like, if you have, like, I, I just don't understand. The one thing I get, like, it's super stupid to me when guys are like, and especially if the NFL changes it, then it's not as bad. But it's like, these guys are like, oh, I'm going to get smoke weed. And a lot of players in the NFL do. Like, we know it. But it's like, they're going to go smoke weed a lot. Wait fucking you know, 10 to 5 to 10 years till your career's over. You've made a couple million bucks. You can sit back and smoke, yeah, all, smoke the all the weed you want. For me. Um, Ricky Williams, the perfect example. Exactly. Just wait. Ricky Williams, though, he had a rough go of it with. Because Ricky Williams smoked weed not to deal with the pain of playing football, but he smoked weed because he had social anxiety. So it's a different deal with him. But if you look at a guy like Kyle Turley, who I follow, ex-Saints fan, or ex-Saint, mm-hmm. he smokes weed to deal with the pain. That's what a lot of players do, right? He said, Kyle Turley is an, an advocate for weed. I'm sure he's lobbying for the, the CBA to pass. Jake Plummer as well. He, Kyle Turley said if he would have been able to use CBD and smoke weed like he does now, he would have been able to play another eight years in the NFL. And, uh, no, I I don't think there's anything wrong with players smoking weed at all. I, I don't either. I, for me, it's whatever. If they want to smoke weed, they can smoke weed. I'm they all, are anyways. I mean, <laughs> I about, like, I'm about that. Like, I don't personally do it, but if it's one of those things where your body's hurt and it's breaking down and it helps you, what, what does weed do for you performance enhancing? It slows the ball down. (laughs) I honestly want to see a guy like Von Miller who has like his whole career is based on quick timing, right? Mm -hmm. To go just get completely ripped before a game and see what performance enhancing it gives Von Miller. That would be a blast if they just played a game where everybody was super high. (laughs) Because like a guy like that, like a a guy that, uh, an offensive lineman that, right? Like the the center, right? Center is high as shit and the quarterback's like... Snap the ball! Snap the ball! Snap the ball! And he's just like, oh yeah, and he like snaps the ball and it's a delayed game like four times in a row. What performance enhancing did that do for you? <laughs> Nothing, right? But the thing is, you have to do that before the game. If you smoke it three days before the game to hurt and help your knee, you're not going to come into the game and go, oh dude, my knee's indestructible. You hit it with a sledgehammer. I can, I can run faster. Like, <laughs> do you remember no. Mark Sanchez on the sideline with the hot dog? Yeah. We'd, be, we'd see so much more. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with smoking weed for the NFL players. These guys hurt, right? Imagine a run. Philip Lindsay's tiny. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's tiny. Darren Sproles is tiny. Those guys were used to get are used to getting hit by 250 pound li- linebackers all game long. Yeah. One of those would hurt. 
Now imagine it like ten times. Every time Twelve I times. saw Darren Sproles get tackled, I was like, he's broken. Well, and some <laughs> of them, like, Philip Lindsay's pretty good at avoiding the big tackles. He doesn't usually get popped. Mm-hmm. The biggest hit Philip Lindsay's taken is by Tyron Matthew, another tiny dude, so I can't imagine it was like... Tyron Matthew, though... Well, yeah, no. He hits different. Well, no, he's like <laughs> he comes and hits, but it's not like Tyron Matthew being like... It's not like George Kittle came up and hit him, right? Like, if George Kittle had that type of speed and came down and hit Philip Lindsay, and I know yes. he's a tight end, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be a little scared, though. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's probably not good. Or like Jamal Adams. If Jamal Adams came down and like that speed and hit like Philip Lindsay like that, I'd be like... This ain't good. Yeah. But it was... But most of the time, like, Philip Lindsay gets out of it. Like, he gets the little escape. But if he gets two or three hits like that, I'm sure he's feeling a little tired. I'm sure his ribs or his shoulders, like, out. Yeah, he's dinged up. I've done push-ups for two days in a row now, and I hurt. <laughs> I'd smoke some weed right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get why they want to do it. Career longevity, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is a reason these guys are smoking it. Like, I don't think it's a problem. But I also don't think, like, once this passes, there's going to be more players are getting in more trouble. They're going to be like, oh, I can smoke weed now? Dude, I can ship 400 pounds across the country now. And it's like, well, no. Federal drug trafficking wasn't yes. part of the CBA. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to get away with that. Greg Robinson's such an idiot. Yeah. I, just, I just had to talk about that. And, like, wh- what, what are you doing? Why? Is, is that something that you do if you just get, like, all of a sudden you win the lottery? You get, like, 12 million bucks, right? Mm-mm. And, like, Natasha comes to you and says, hey, I know a way we could triple that <laughs> and become a king. You're like, nah, we're going to just live we're our life out. Invest. <laughs> well, see, the worst part is my girlfriend's like that. If I won $12 million, she'd be like, let's start a cocaine ring. I'd be like, we really need to reevaluate yourself right now. <laughs> I have to continue, continue to tell Sarah. Prenuptial agreement. <laughs> I have to continue to tell Sarah we are not going to run a prostitute ring. <laughs> you moved to Nevada. That's fine. Dude. You do well, I told her that. Uh, I don't want to move back to Nevada, though. If I won the lottery, shit, I might. <laughs> All the AC you can handle, dude. So, on that transition of drugs and weed, the new CBA, right? Mm-hmm. NFL team signed off on it. It is potential for it will be a seven. It'll be fourteen team playoff, right? Yeah. A which you didn't like because you said that the number two seed doesn't get a buy. Yeah, which the I don't think gets fucked. I don't think that matters. I don't. I do not think that matters. I think that's your problem for not being the best team in your in your conference, flat out. Why do multiple teams get rewarded for being like you're Ricky Bobby? You ain't first or last, right? You're second place, and it's like you get rewarded for being second. No, you be better. Go win those games. Okay, but what if? Uh, no, nah, dude. If Denver was if second both, place, what if both teams are twelve and four, and it's a stupid tiebreaker? Somebody gets the one seed. Don't lose to Miami Dolphins. I don't like don't, it. Don't one of your four losses be the Miami Dolphins. I don't <laughs> That's like all it. I'm saying. If the other team played the Miami Dolphins and they smoked in 55-0 and you lost, like 14-0, you should probably be a third seed. You, should probably, you shouldn't even be in the playoffs. I don't like it. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's better. Like, we get more football. It's like another playoff team. There's certain teams that missed it, right? And unfortunately, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboy rule. Like, now the Cowboys just get to be in, and it's probably the rule they're making. Like, Jerry Jones is like, I'm tired of my team not being in the playoffs. And they couldn't tell him to stop. Hey, hey. Would the, I don't think the Cowboys would have been the team this year, though. I think it would have been the Rams. I don't know. I didn't look at the thing. I think it but everyone's just calling it Dallas Cowboy rule because yeah, it's, like, mediocre. Enough. But it's like, like you get another team to go win. And the two, the two seed, they get to play a seven seed. Like, they're going to play, like, the bad team. But it's a... A chance or for a potential play upset. The super hot team that just made the playoffs. <laughs> That's the thing is like I think it's better. It it just opens the door. It's a little more fun, and it's just 
we always want more football, but when the NFL, like, hey, this is the best way to get you more football, we're like, no, fuck you. No. And we're like, well, I wanted more football. And all the other fans are like, we want more football. It's like, more football? And you're like, no. And you're like, I, but you wanted more football. Like, we did, <laughs> but no. And it's like, wait a second, what do you want from us? More football. Here's more football. No. What do you want from us? Well, that's the thing. This this CBA, it sounds like you get seven you get 17 games, so 18 weeks, right? Yeah. With the potential to make it 19 weeks, so each team has two buys. Mm-hmm. That's the way they need to do it. If that's the way, if it goes 19 weeks, two buys, you get rid of the preseason. One preseason game is what they're going to get rid of probably, but they need to maybe get rid of two. Allow more joint practices. So are you starting are, – are they – I don't know if they've even let out any – like how they're going to do it. Are they talking about starting the season earlier or having it run later? <sighs> The sound of it would be the, – the best way to do it would be one week earlier, one week later, Super Bowl comes President Day weekend instead of the first week in February, right? Yeah. So it's president. If you just move it back one week, it's President's Day weekend. Most people have that Monday off anyway unless you work for Platt Rexel. Um, Ooh. Yeah. You're about to get us all fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Holt's like, get these motherfuckers. <laughs> He's one of the listeners. Oh, dude. Maybe that's what Edgar in the U.K., Oh, Edgar, if you're listening, we love you, bro. Edgar's the man. Edgar Ponte. Uh, He's the nicest human being on earth. Dude, we had a guy. So this is off topic, and I know some of you guys don't care here. We had a guy, a rep the other day, came in, and he was like, I'm glad Edgar's gone. I wanted to punch that guy in the face. And I've never seen Dana more uninterested in a rep in my life. <laughs> like, he went from like, oh, yeah, and it was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, cool, yeah, no, cool, 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 cool. And the guy's like, yeah, I punched almost, I just wanted to punch Edgar in the face. Everyone was like... <laughs> How did you want to punch Edgar in the face? <laughs> anyway, uh, off topic. Don't talk about our president that way. Uh, former. former president. Love you, Edgar. Rest in peace. <laughs> He's just in Scotland. He's doing just fine. <laughs> He's running all of Rexel UK. Um, he, uh, where were we at? I got lost. CBA, 17 weeks. 17 weeks. So, 19 weeks. Yeah, so you just move it back to, you just, you you move the, you start the season <laughs> one week earlier, you end the season one week later, right? Mm-hmm. You get 19 weeks in, you get the two bye weeks. That's mm-hmm. where I like to see. You get the two bye weeks. Or if you have to start two weeks early. If you go 18 games, you got to get two bye weeks in, right? My favorite thing I heard, though, is Andrew Mason um, had said, somebody's asking, like, how, what do you do with that extra game? How do you get that extra game? You make one either interdivisional or or interconference um, interconference or outer conference rival, right? You pick a team. So one that makes sense for Denver is the Seahawks, because Seahawks used to be in the AFC West. Yeah. So that's just it. You go okay. And that whole Super Bowl thing. You happened. play the Seahawks once a year every year now. Like that's it is what it is. And people are like, okay, so what if they end up playing the NFC West? You play the Seahawks twice. So you play the Niners once, the Rams once, the um, the Arizona Cardinals once. And then you just happen to play the Seahawks twice. It makes another rivalry, right? Like the Saints. Who would you think the Saints would end up playing? Like maybe because it can't be any from the South. The Colts. Colts, maybe. maybe. Say, but you play the Colts now twice. You know, play, play the Colts once a year, right? Yeah. You start building that rivalry. Or you, and some teams will have to play interconference teams. It, it'll it'll happen. Definitely, I want Miami. <laughs> but that's the thing. Give me like, that extra win. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you will get this extra game. Now you know it every year. Like okay, not only do the Denver Broncos have to worry about facing Patrick Mahomes once a year or twice a year. Now they have to face Russell Wilson once a year and potentially twice a year. Like you sure you want 
I'm just saying, I, I'm all for it because I want more football. See, I want better me, football. I, I agree. I, I agree in principle, right? The The issue for me isn't that it's more football. The issue for me is that look at a guy like Alvin Kamara last year. Battled injuries all year. Didn't look right all year. And now you're telling me he's got to play an extra game and then go and try to play in the playoffs? That's why they get the two weeks by. I think if... If they do it that way, I think you need to expand rosters. You need to expand. Obviously, the... That's probably a point of emphasis. Obviously, the cap space is going to go up. But mm-hmm. you need to be able to have more guys on the roster because a guy like Derrick Henry playing a 17-game season, although he played like 19, 18 games this year and was still ruining everyone. So you're going to have to worry about that. You're going to have to come to a point where it's like, do I play this player? And you don't want to get to the NBA where you're resting superstars, right? Yeah. Kawhi Leonard sitting while you're playing Houston. Like, I don't think you want that. At the same time, because you'll have a guy where it's like, okay, well, people in Miami have bad football, and they're coming out to see Derrick Henry, and I'll say, like, well, we're resting Derrick Henry this game. Like, you don't want that. Yeah. Well, I think the NFL, the NFL would avoid that at all costs. The NFL like, sells hey, tickets on... Players. Yeah. If... if the Patriots are coming to Seattle. It's going to be ten times more expensive than if yeah. Miami's coming to Seattle. Exactly. Except Seattle's a bad because Seattle's expensive. expensive anyway. It's you would have to find a way around it, but that's the the bite, right? Like your guys go, you get two buys now. Mm-hmm. You get one team start getting their buys around one week four early, and five, and then one late, right? Yeah. It helps. It really would help. See, I do like that. And then you do add the hey, you're now allowed to use CBD and marijuana. Obviously, there's there's got to be a limit, right? You can't have your dudes in the locker room before just the game wrecked. just. <laughs> <laughs> Bong rips and dab hits, just getting it killed, right? NFL becomes old XFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alvin Kamara and the he hate me jersey. But like, like after the game, right, you can say, okay, no marijuana in the in the facility or the stadium, yeah. right? But like right after the game, like, yes, go home. I bet you Josh Gordon would still get Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be in the locker room. Like, <laughs> With a gas mask on. <laughs> Larry me Tetzel status. Yeah, just... <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, obviously, you don't do it at the team facility, right? You don't do it at the stadium. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it. What what would be a rule like? The game the day before, so say you're having like a Sunday game, right? You can't you can't do it like Friday night's the last time you can do it, right? And then Sunday night after Sunday the football night. game. So what about the states where marijuana isn't legalized yet? That's gonna be a problem. Do those guys get cracked down on by by yeah. their state? It's the thing is, because like in Washington, no big deal. Like in Washington, if, it's fine. If if the NFL makes this rule. There's it's gonna be very shortly, every state and this, I know it sounds stupid. Yeah, no, because the NFL makes every state so much money. But like every state that the NFL's in, or, or touches and plays with, it'll be allowed. Yeah. Whether it's mer- medical or not, or whether to get an exemption, that'll be hey, you can fly out. The thing is, now think about it. If marijuana is legal, and I maybe I'm all for this for a whole another reason. If marijuana is legal, right, and it's not legal in the state you play, but you're like, man, I could definitely smoke some weed. Oh, hey, it's legal in Denver. I'm a free agent this year. Maybe I'm taking a little bit of paper cup to go play up there in Denver. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's like that. I think. <laughs> I'm all for it. Come to, come to Denver, Josh Gordon. <laughs> Jesus. No, you guys are getting Henry Ruggs. You're fine. I hope so. Um, I think they need to legalize that because I, I like the idea of the 17 game schedule. Where it's actually 17 games, 
You play that interconference where it's another. You just add a team. I don't care who it is. Now, if they come to me and say, Denver, you're playing Cleveland every year. Sweet. At least I know I'm playing Cleveland every year. Like I, It's a, a game to look forward to. Like yeah. Baker Mayfield's for the future or the 19th quarterback in the last 15 years for them. I don't care, right? The if you were sitting there and it was like, you're going to have to go perfect example. Perfect example. Saints have to play Minnesota every year. They're now your they're now your rival, right? You look forward to that game, don't you? You want to sit there and tell them how no, bad dude, Minnesota. The last couple times we played them, they whooped our ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like you can play them every year, like that's a rivalry, right? Like you hate Minnesota, correct? Yeah. Exactly. And then you have to play them twice a year, and then maybe a playoff match. I would. The 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 hate is there. For me, I would rather our team be Oakland, because I would take that trip to Vegas every year they played in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, the one, and there's another thing, because I I think it's gonna pass. Um, if it doesn't pass, I'm gonna. Go down, Jarvis to, Landry doesn't think it's gonna pass. Neither does JJ Watt. JJ <laughs> Watt needs to shut his dirty horn mouth. That's What's he complaining he about? Gassed up by a fan. JJ <laughs> Watt. <laughs> this is absolute no on this new CBA. Dude, you only play 68 games anyway. Calm down. <laughs> the only other issue I've got with the whole 17 game season and. And that, like, that's the one, because I, the rest of it doesn't really matter to me. Like, I don't care about the revenue sharing and all that stuff. The players do. It's an extra four and a half to five well, billion yeah. dollars that they get their hands on. Yeah. That and that's the, get, that's the big draw, right? Yeah. That's what everyone's saying. They're like, oh, it's not that much more money. Four and a half to five billion dollars is a lot of money. But for me, I don't like that the Cowboys can't go eight and eight. <laughs> that bugs me. I don't like that you can't go 500 anymore. Should we add another game make it yeah. 18 games? Yeah, just, if, you're, if you're going to make it longer, make it two games longer. <laughs> yeah, nine that way nine. the Cowboys can go 9-9. Nine nine. like, yeah. I can never be yeah. mediocre again. <laughs> exactly. Um, one, of the, one of the things I was seeing, and you would text me, and it just didn't make sense to me. You're like, these guys are getting 16-game contracts, so they only get like a $250,000 $250, bonus for the next game. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. They're going to just take the contract they have and then divide it by 17 games instead. Agreed, but like Michael Thomas signed his contract under the assumption that he's going to get a game check every 16 games, so now that that's going to be basically he's getting paid less per game, to pay one more game. Like, well, no, so he's so he's getting paid the same amount he was for 16 games, for 17 games, yeah. meaning he could get injured, he could throw his, like his whole career can be ruined on that extra game, it's not and gonna, he's not getting paid anymore for it. So he's going to get a little bit less game check, but the issue there will be a percentage bump. Listen, Andrew Mason said there will be a percentage bump for those guys who have signed that contract, right? You will make a percentage of, so you will get prorated that extra game. The because the NFL is going to make instant money off of this, they are going to add what seventeen games, whatever it's going to be, to the schedule or set an extra week, seventeen weeks of football, technically. Like they said, it's a massive amount of money that's going to come in year one well, that gets one divided. Week, that gets divided to the players instantly. Yeah, instantly. Well, in one week in the NFL, they make so much money. Exactly, and so that's what they're saying. They're, and then, so the NFL owners, and I know they, it sounds stupid. They didn't give up that much, right? They, they're giving up a lot of money. So the players right now get, I think it's like forty six percent of revenue share, right? The owners are going to give up to forty-eight and a half percent. Say, hey, we'll give you forty-eight and a half percent if you allow us to have this week seventeen. That's a, that, that's where the four and a half billion comes from. Yeah, just an extra week of football and two and a half percent revenue share, five billion dollars. Right? If the players came back and said we want forty-nine, I bet you the owners go, yeah, okay. <laughs> 
you want you want an extra half a billion dollars to a billion dollars so we can make an extra five billion to six billion dollars yeah okay sure fine danny here you go i don't think it's going to be any much of a big deal now there isn't going to be a big fight back and forth because the nfl owners agreed on the new cba they said yes we love it but they also said hey if the players vote no just move forward with the old cba for the ne- until the next one if the players come back next week and go nope we're not doing it we're going to hear cool they not they didn't agree on it here's why they didn't agree on it the old CBA is now the new CBA. Push forward for the next six years. We'll see you then. That's what's going to happen. But it sounds like no matter what, the NFL is going to get their their 14-game playoff or the 14-team playoff. I think that's that's the big push. I think there's a little bit of a, a hindrance there. It sounds like from some of the stuff you're hearing from like Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, you have some of these players that Jarvis Landry speaking out, right, and J.J. Watt speaking out. Those guys are names in the NFL, they don't have voices in the NFL. Yeah. They, they don't have a say, right? Some of these players are going, well, we're saying no. And it's like, you don't matter to the actual the NFLPA, OB. Yeah. You're a headache to us. We don't care about you. Wow. What just happened? Sorry, guys. I was loud. And <laughs> Random yelp. <laughs> um, you don't, we don't matter. She's mad. I was trashing OBJ, I guess. Um, <laughs> she's a Cleveland fan. Um. <laughs> uh, like right it's like Brandon McManus and some of these guys they're the ones voting on it I think it's going to turn out I think you're going to see uh, the CBA get accepted and we're going to have to use the fact and the 17 game schedule won't happen until like 2022 with the 17 game schedule I would love to see a league expansion I don't I would love it I get that the NFL is already trying to get into different markets, right? They're trying to get into Vegas. They're trying to resaturate LA. The issue is because of the issues they're having with the Chargers, right? Yeah. You're not going to get an expansion. You're going to get a relocation again. You can't take some of these bad markets of football, Miami, um, kind of Tampa. Tampa's not super bad, but like Miami, Cleveland, they're diehards, but they're bad football. Um, Fake news. <laughs> and the Chargers. You can't have these bad football teams and then go, well, we're going to add two more bad football teams, right? I want Toronto. I want Portland. I don't want Portland. It's too close to Seattle. Toronto and Portland. It's too close to Seattle. I don't know that Portland could handle a football team. Where are they going to put a stadium for one? There's nowhere in Portland to put a stadium. Beaverton, for sure. Too many too many homeless people there. They can't just uproot those guys. There's homeless people everywhere. Yeah. Portland's <laughs> bad, dude. Transients. That's but what yeah, <laughs> Toronto for sure. Like I'm all for Toronto. Like I would be dope for Canada, what Montreal. About, what about Toronto and Mexico City? Got a team in Canada. Got a team in Mexico. Blam. I know they've talked about that idea. Mexico City scares me. Like is a very da- <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows how dangerous that city is, it's right? It's the most populated city on the planet. I mean, right? to be fair, so is Oakland. Oakland's fucking horrifying. Yeah, well, in Mexico, like they have like armed transport when the guys go to Mexico City, like. If Mexico City wasn't a problem, yeah, no, I'm all for it. Cancun. Yeah. The Cancun water moths. <laughs> I, what about Montreal? Like, it's like right, like, kind of up there in the middle. It's not just Toronto. It's not just Vancouver. But it's like kind of up in that territory, I think. I'm not sure where Montreal is at. I don't know that I want two Canadian football teams, though. No, 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 no. no. I don't like them that much. No. <laughs> no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Toronto gets one. I'm saying Montreal gets one. Instead of Toronto? Yeah. Toronto, though, I think is a bigger... Yeah, Toronto would be sure. But then you're having three teams in that New Yorkish area, right? Yeah. You'd have the Toronto 
dinosaurs. Or if you wanted to have the Canadian team out west, you could do Vancouver. Well, Vancouver's too close to Seattle. That's my point. Yeah, I mean, I'm all. I mean, LA Alabama. has a co- couple teams, but I think. Turn Alabama into a pro team. Yeah, just. <laughs> I, I I don't think league expansions the the thing yet. Wait, let's see. If the 17 week thing goes over well, the team, the playoff team goes over well, and the NFL's making like money hand over fist. They'll put a team in London, they'll put a team in Toronto, and they'll call it good. Right? The Vermont Lumberjack Vikings. The Vermont Lumberjack Vikings. Yeah. What about, so, as this podcast is winding to an end, <laughs> obviously, uh, <laughs> one of the ideas, one of the things I'm hearing against the 17 week is because how do you handle that extra game as far as dividing it up? Does some teams get nine home games? Some teams get eight home games? Yeah, I think you'd have to swing it one year. You get nine. Next year, you get eight. The one I the one I like is the neutral the neutral site game. Everyone gets a neutral. Every team has to play a neutral site game. That would be cool for the rivalry games because, like, if you look at Texas versus Oklahoma, they play it. Yeah. Neutral right. site. I don't think it necessarily has to be like your London game or your Mexico City game or your. Where else could you hold games though? Uh, DKR in Texas. Neutral site, you can play it there, 100,000 seats. Do you, uh, do you do that? Do you take other teams and go, hey, like, Seattle and, and Denver, that's the, that's the rivalry I'm going to go with for this one. Like, Seattle and <laughs> Denver, like, that's your rivalry. You're not going to play in Seattle. You're not going to play in Denver, right? You're going to go play at that new, big, brand-new stadium in L.A. That's your that's your offsite game. Maybe that's what you do. You take those teams that no one ever really gets to see, like New Orleans Vikings, you're going to go play up in the Meadowlands, right? You're going to go out there or... You're going to go play in Gillette. You're going to go play in Jerry World. Like, put them where teams are having bye weeks. Exactly. Yeah. You take some teams. Okay, bye you're weeks bye... or if the Patriots are away. Yeah, you just take a team and you go up there and you go, hey, like, let's go. The hard part with that, though, is that if you're playing in NFL stadiums, that like that market's are, like, it's all Patriots fans, And you got to do, right? like, you got to do... fill that stadium so, up with So Saints you don't do Boston. You do L.A. You yeah. do a place like L.A. L.A., Miami. Dallas. What about... You play it in stadiums where teams and you, have attendance under and you gotta a certain... Do, and you got to do London. you got to have multiple well, yeah, teams in London. Well, yeah, you have to do London, but I, I don't think you have to send every team in the or NFL you do multi- Or you do multiple games, not just London, but you do like... Dublin and... You do like a, a couple... So instead of like when you go like Tottenborough and stuff like that, right? <laughs> you do like a little like UK tour or like Germany. Yeah, exactly. Italy. They probably got to have some crazy-ass football fans over there. I'm you sure. Support the other football. Yeah, the wrong football. It's the game you play with your feet. It's called soccer for a reason. <laughs> um, so it's soccer. It's actually called soccer because it's association football. Yeah. Yeah. Association they sock soccer. the ball with their feet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, hit us in the comments. Like us on Facebook. Let us know what else we can talk about. Um, until the combine gets here and we can see some numbers, it's going to be a little slow. But we'll talk about, I mean, the combine's next week. We'll have another podcast next week. Yeah, we'll rip through. we got to rip through free agency. <laughs> yeah, we got to go through some free agency. So we'll come up with some of that. Well, I'm going to wait till the, because free agency is in a month. So yeah. we got some time. Yeah, we um, can rip through combine and free agency. Yeah, we'll go through that. So. Um, as always, hit that hashtag for the MF people. You can even drop for the motherfucking people. Neither of us will judge you. No, follow, <laughs> follow us on Twitter now at uh, Stephen FTPF for and, the people football and Tyler FTPF for the people football. <laughs> uh, like us on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. I mean, you can hit us in the literally DM us. Um, I'll give you my number to text me. I don't give a shit, guys. Let me know. We need content. We need fans. If you want in on the ground level, we'll get you on the ground level. Yeah. 
I don't care, dude. Tag up every football player you know. That's the that's the plan now. We're just tagging everybody. That's what everybody. we've been doing. We're so tagging All everybody. Right. All right, guys. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.